You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to the Cindy Stewart Podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. Tonight, I'm going to talk about Holy Spirit perspective. That's what I've been talking about really for the past couple of months. Gene and I have been. And um, last week, we talked about individually how we change the atmosphere, how we transform things. When we go places, it's changed. And it's funny, Matt sharing that testimony uh, reminded me last week, Chuck and I went out to breakfast and you know, we're sitting there, you know, we ordered breakfast and this waitress that wasn't our waitress bumped into our, our uh, booth. And I said, are you okay? You know how sometimes you hit something hard and you're like, God, I hope they're okay. And she's like, yeah, I'm okay. But let me tell you what happened. Well, I slid on some water and then I fell and then, and she was pointing to all the places she was hurting. And, uh, and without thought, I just reached over, laid my hands on her, started praying, declaring Jesus healing over her, all that. She was so excited. She was like, this is so good. And, and she just went away. And I was thinking about, you know, how God gives us those moments of opportunity. And as I was walking away, I said, God, you know, that was like so seamless. It's not like I sat there and thought, oh, should I pray for her? Should I ask her if I can lay hands on her? It was just, you know, it was just like the presence of God was so there. And as she's telling me everything, I'm just like, yeah, okay, let's get this going. And, and that's where I feel like God is demonstrating himself. Just like Matt screaming out scripture in the middle of his meeting, you know, God, I mean, and we know Matt does not talk quietly. We do know that. I remember Gina telling stories when they lived in their townhome that he'd been in his office upstairs, pounding the desk, yelling on the phone. And she's like, Matt, hold it down just a little. But, but, you know, the whole point is this whole Holy Spirit perspective brings out a boldness in us that makes the move with him so seamless that we're not even trying to brain process what's happening. We're spirit processing what happened. And then the rest of our mind, our emotions is falling behind it, which we've talked about a lot. But it, it is funny because she was so happy. She was jumping all around the restaurant. So happy. Yes, yeah, so I was like that. But that's what we're looking for. We're looking for to have such a Holy Spirit perspective that we move seamlessly with God. That we can't really even tell the difference between what he's doing through us and what we're doing. Because there's such a oneness there. And today we're going to talk about how we talked about individually last week and a couple of weeks fought previously. You can go watch it on uh, wearethegathering.com. But today we're going to talk about corporate perspective by the Holy Spirit. And it makes a difference when we move corporately. You know, individually, we're called to our sphere of influence. We're called to our territory, all those different things. Corporately, we're called to a mission. So corporately, we have the ability to shift and change things. But it takes all of us, not just one of us. Because there's power in that 
uh, corporate movement. And, and part of that is just the corporate authority of us coming together within the territory that's been assigned to us. So we're going to read a scripture. It's out of Luke 8. We're going to read that. Starting in verse 22. Luke 8, 22. It says, now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples and he said to them, let's cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. But as they sailed, he fell asleep and a windstorm came down on the lake and they were filling with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him saying, master, master, we are perishing. Then he arose, rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased. And there was a calm. And he said to them, where is your faith? And they were afraid and they were afraid and marveled, saying to one another, who can this be? For he commands even the winds and the water and they obey him. So we're going to talk about this. How would that apply to our time and day? Um, and we're going to talk about hurricanes because we are in hurricane season. We know that. And we are learning how to take authority the way Jesus did over the storms. And I want to share a little bit of the journey we've been on as far as the gathering goes, because when hurricanes come, fear arises. And we, as a corporate body, have been assigned a territory here in Florida to protect our coast. And we've been given the authority to protect our coast. And part of this is training on how to use our authority. Our, our covering is Morningstar, which we, you guys should know that, uh, out of um, somewhere there in South Carolina. My brain is not quite fully firing, so you'll just have to guess what I can't remember. <laughs> You're prophetic, right? You should know what I can't remember. So, but uh, Randy Cutter is our elder. He is in South Florida, and he began this journey of learning. God began to train him how to hear prophetically what was coming and what to do in order to stop damage. And it began in a dream in uh, 1998. He had a dream about a hurricane and he asked the Lord, is it symbolic or is it literal? And the Lord said, it is literal. And so he began to prepare his people, his congregation there in uh, South Florida, near Fort Lauderdale, Coral Springs, what to do. And then as we've begun to know Randy, I've known Randy since I think 2003, he began to train us on what they've learned in order to protect our coast. Uh, and I just want to read this little, he wrote a book a long time ago. It's called, uh, Whatever You Bind on Earth, The Authority to Stop Hurricanes. And it actually is a historical record of how God warned them and what they went through including the news media got involved in it. So it was a very interesting process back then. So listen, this is just a little excerpt. So give, give you a broader perspective. It says on October 10th, I'm sorry, October 1st, 1999, the NBC affiliate in West Palm Beach, Florida aired an interview with a pastor who was Randy. 
who claimed God had spoken to his congregation about Hurricane Irene. Now, just think about that just in general, that NBC is interviewing someone about a prophetic dream they had about the hurricane. It says a storm that had not been formed yet. The pastor explained uh, where the storm would hit, uh, that it would be a surprise and that God has invited his people to pray so it would not devastate South Florida. And there's an interview on HurricaneIrene.com if you're interested. So it did hit um, by surprise two weeks after the interview ran and it hit exactly where he said it would. So the book is all about how the Lord has been training him and his people to prevent hurricanes. So God has also been training us and our people how to prevent hurricanes. And it's interesting because our territory, we're going to talk about two different types of territory. As far as hurricanes go, our territory spans the Gulf Coast from about Bradenton up to about Port Ritchie. For some reason, we don't have territory above it. We don't have territory below it. We don't have territory in Jacksonville, authority in Jacksonville. I don't have authority in South Florida. I have authority over my realm. And uh, it's taken a little bit to learn that because I'm like, I live in Florida and Florida is my territory. So why don't I have authority over the panhandle? But we don't. The Lord has been clear about that, at least for now. He may change his mind, but he wants authority established in every area. And he is training us to put a wall around our state so that we are not devastated when a hurricane comes by. And we are practicing. And we've actually had a level of success over it. But I want to talk a little bit about, you know, there is there are things that hurricanes bring that we need such as rain. And one of the things that Randy learned early on is when they were praying through and, and following God's instructions on the wind shears and all these details that he would get, uh, they went a little bit too far. The rain did not refill the aquifers. And so they were in drought. So we've got to learn how to operate with the Lord, allowing what needs to be allowed for the benefit and preventing what is trying to come that will destroy. Does that make sense? So part of the process in understanding this uh, Holy Spirit perspective is learning as a corporate body, how do we hear from the Lord together and understand stopping and permitting Stopping devastation, permitting the benefits of whatever it's going to bring. And specifically in hurricanes, there was one hurricane, and I don't remember where it is, and I could not find it, but where we got a word, because we're always in communication with the other people who feel like they have authority over their territories for hurricanes. And, um, and we're always in communication with Randy, because they are like the, the hub, they're the hurricane hubbers because they've been doing it for a long time since 1999. So they have some maturity, some practice, some counsel, some they get prophetic words for us. But one of the prophetic words they got for us is that for us in Pinellas County, 
we needed to repent for something that had occurred in a governmental level, a decision that was made in a governmental level uh, by our governorship from years ago in order to protect our border right there. And it was at a specific area. We even had the specific area. So we began repenting for that. And honestly, the hurricane that was coming turned away from us. And so there is, and we have all this written down somewhere. I just have to find it, but Karen's probably got most of it. But understand that everything that is going on in the earth, the Holy Spirit has a perspective to give us. And we have to, we have to know what is our territory, what is our authority, and sometimes we need to partner with other people who have territory and authorities different than us in order to bring a fuller protection. Does that make sense? So Randy, we always partner with them whenever there's storms coming, you know, we'll begin praying with them. Their people pray. We pray. Uh, Pastor Karen always sends out what to pray as we begin to collect this prophetically, uh, technically from the National Hurricane Society, all that kind of stuff. She will begin to send out. This is what we need to pray. This is the areas we need to start praying in because we have the authority just as Jesus has instructed his disciples to stop the winds and the waves in order to prevent us from being destroyed by a hurricane that is heading our way. And part of the things we have to grab a hold of is, first of all, we have to believe that we have the authority to do what Jesus said we can do. Amen. Belief is a huge thing. He asked his people, where are you? Where's your faith? You woke me up because you didn't have enough faith to turn that storm away. I was sleeping. That would be me at two in the morning. Pastor Karen's going to have to call Chuck because I'm asleep. My phone is off. But he, he's wanting to know in this hour, where is our faith to believe what he has written in his word? And how do we translate uh, a scripture like this, a, a section like this into our everyday life? And the hurricanes is one thing that we're going to have to make sure we band together in order to prevent destruction, but allow the benefits. So hurricanes are one thing. Uh, if you are not on our current event prayers, uh, no, will you pop that slide up for me? I would encourage you to get on our current event prayers. Now, I will tell you, it only goes out to people who actually subscribe. It is all about current events and how to pray, um, including uh, things that are coming up in the world that are coming against God. Uh, it's first cor316 at gmail.com. And you can read through, pray through the ones you want to. You may get two in a week. You may get five in a week. You may not get three for a month. You know, it just depends on what God is, is putting on our hearts to pray through. But it really is... Our families, although we have people in 11 states that subscribe to it, that help us pray for the things that are coming up that need 
some type of intervention, some type of authority taken over them in order for us to not allow it to infiltrate our culture. So that's just a, I think that's a, uh, an advertisement. So as the storm season comes, you will start getting emails about what to pray. And I'm going to ask you guys to take those emails seriously because corporately in this setting, we need the body to rise up and, and stand for what God is showing us. You know, when the Lord shows us something and everybody ignores it, then it actually happens. Everybody asks what happened. God gave us prophets for a reason. He gives us dreams for a reason. You know, Randy had that dream in August of uh, uh, 1998, and the hurricane didn't hit until the next year. August, I think it was October of 1999. He gave him that dream to Stuart to learn from in order for him to raise up his congregation to intervene where Hurricane Irene was going to hit. You know, that's almost a year of stewarding. We, we've got to hear what the prophetic word is saying and actually act on what's being said. And I'm going to stop there because I'm about to say something that I probably shouldn't say. Uh, I will tell you, that is, that is one of the difficult places in the body of Christ right now. They hear the prophetic word and then they do what they want. And if you go back and read from the old through the new, that is not what God said. He says, you, you listen to the prophets. And yes, we understand that there are clashing prophets at times, but that's where we've got to have a Holy Spirit perspective to discern the word. We got to pray into it, pray into it. Okay, so that's one thing. We're going to talk about hurricanes. So our responsibility as a body is our coast. And we have to take authority over our coast and we have to learn how to take authority over our coast so we don't do more damage than the hurricane would have done. Right. So it is a learning process. We can't just look at the hurricane and say, don't come this way. There are there are other things with each form of storm that we have to process through with the Lord. So that will be some training that we'll go through as our hurricane season comes. I think they said there's 17 uh, named storms and um, we're just going to make them no name storms and uh, understand that God will instruct us exactly what to do uh, as they form. But I don't have authority over Puerto Rico. I don't have authority over the Bahamas. All I got is my Gulf Coast out here. And you guys too, unless you've gotten a word from the Lord about something else. So that will be, be something we'll be focusing on. But really learning that Holy Spirit perspective and what he has. Because our mind thinks we've got it figured out, but the Spirit actually does. He actually knows what to do. Our mind thinks it knows what's to do. Okay, next we're going to talk about elections. And uh, I love to talk about politics at church. <laughs> Go ahead and run now. 
No, it's not bad. Romans uh, 12, 2, uh, 12, 1 and 2. And we all know the scripture, but we're going to talk about it a little bit because I want us to understand our corporate responsibility. We are corporately responsible for what happens on this earth in the sphere of authority God has given us. And if we do not take corporate responsibility for it, you know, the, the word says out of Ezekiel, I think it's Ezekiel. See, there's equal Jeremiah. It says that if you don't sound the alarm, if you don't sound the trumpet, then their blood is on your hands. You will be held accountable because you did nothing. That's what the word says. So understand if we see it going on and it's within our sphere of authority and we do nothing, then whatever blood is shed will be on us. That, I mean, to me, that is scary. I don't want someone else's blood to be on my hands because I didn't do what God had called me to do. That, that's a big deal. That's a big deal to God. Okay, uh, twelve one. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So when we renew our minds, we're able to prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So let's talk about the elections for a minute. Did you know, and I'm just going to give you some statistics, in 2021, there are 63% of Americans that would say they were Christians. 63%. That's a lot. Because what we're made to believe that there's five of us, right? We're made to believe that there aren't that many of us out there, but that's not actually true. There's 332 million people in the U.S. 210 million people would say they are Christians. That's a lot. So when we think about who, who said it earlier, we're better together. There's more of us than there are of them. So we may not all operate at the same commitment level, but that doesn't mean we're not on the same journey to get there. None of us know what the other 210 million people are doing. 209, because we're, you know, minus one. So none of us really know. So when we understand that there are a lot of us that would say, I believe in Jesus. Now, like I said, the commitment level, the operation level is a whole different subject, but that's not our subject today. Our subject today is the corporate authority to transform the world and to transform our authority. So my comparison is, is I only have authority in the Gulf Coast over hurricanes, but over the United States, I have authority over the governmental elections. I have authority. I am a citizen of the U.S. I am a registered voter. 
And I, so that means I have a say in what is happening. And we have an election coming in 2024. It seems very far away, but it'll be here before we know it. And one of the things we have to start doing as a body, as, as our web church, as our, as our people, as these 210 million people, is to begin to seek the Lord, have a Holy Spirit perspective of what he wants for the election. We need to know not how do I feel, who do I like? I need to know, God, who is your person? Would I have chose Saul? Probably not. Samuel was devastated. But Samuel wasn't God. God is God. So we have to learn how to put aside our biases, our opinions, all those different things and begin seeking after the Holy Spirit. I want your view on whoever that is supposed to be. And I don't care what my emotions say, like I shared earlier, the feeling was real, but it's not my reality. Only the Holy Spirit perspective has to be my reality. Because if we don't, if you're not registered to vote, go get registered to vote. Because just as you think, well, you know, I've had many, oh, well, I'm a Jesus follower. I don't get involved in government. Well, you better. You better. Because that's part of our responsibility as kingdom people is to influence change is to be change makers. So I'm not saying who to vote for because I trust when the Holy Spirit speaks to us, we will all be on the same page to pick the person that he chooses, not of our own liking, but of his liking. And this is so critical because we know what 2020 looks like. In fact, I just read a Barna survey because uh, Barna is one of the best surveyors, most objective surveyors, um, I think. <laughs> That's my opinion. <laughs> I don't know, Holy Spirit, I forgot to ask. But, but true, I've, I've followed him for a long time. But uh, I just read the survey this morning actually about the division that was caused by the 2020 election between friends and family. And it was, I was shocked at the level of division. And, and I know even in my own family, we, we just sailed the Switzerland flag and we just didn't talk about it. We're all neutral because, you know, because there were areas that we didn't agree. But in the body of Christ, and I had the statistics before. I don't have them now. I couldn't find them. But in the body of Christ, that alone was one of the most divisive things that occurred in the body of Christ this year, in 2020, where the literal body was divided. Churches were divided. People left. And why was that? Because where was the Holy Spirit? It was all about who I like, who I don't like, who offended me, who didn't offend me. Not all. Let me not, not use superlatives. But there was a portion of our hearts that were divided based on our opinions, not necessarily on what the Spirit said. So, and, um, so we have got to get fixed. Amen. We've got to get fixed. For this 2024 election, we've got to get our, our head in the heavens. We've got to get our eyes fixed on Jesus and we got to say, Jesus, 
I have no idea. I have an opinion on everything. But what I need is I need a Holy Spirit perspective so that when I go to the polls, I have your finger to help me do the dot. And as much as I want, you know, it's funny, I'll just tell you this because I've said it before. So when um, I was praying for the, not 2020, 2016 election, election, um, I had already decided, I've been praying about it. I'd already decided I was going to vote for Cruz, Ted Cruz in the, in the preliminaries, in the preliminary and primary. And so, uh, and the Holy Spirit had told me a while back, it's going to be a Trump ticket. And I said, do you want me to pray against that? I did. I'm just telling you honest. That's what I said. I said, 2016. Now, remember, this is going to be 2015 about when that happened. 2015, Trump 2015. I was like, oh, yeah, no. I watched his show. I didn't like it. (laughs) So I'm standing in line to vote. And I'm cruise all the way. And I'm standing in line. And the Holy Spirit says, do you remember what I told you? I'm like, oh, oh." (laughs) that is how I felt. I said, yes. He said, cruise will drop out within a couple of weeks. I was like, okay. So I went in and I was like, oh, you know how when the Holy Spirit is pressing you to do something that you don't want to do, there is a physical wrestle that happens. So I voted for Trump in, in the preliminary for whenever they had the preliminary. I don't know, February. And um, within three weeks, Ted Cruz jumped out, dropped out. I was like, so you were right. I already knew he was right, you know. But, you know, there's a part of you that's like, okay, okay, okay. You know, I have an opinion about pretty much everything. Just ask me. I do. I do. You know, I I do. I can tell you most of you do, too. I could call you up and say, what do you think about this? And you'd be like, bam, I got it. Right off the, yeah. But what we have to have, we have to have a Holy Spirit opinion. We've got to say when someone says, what do you think? If, if what you think isn't going to edify God, glorify God, then you might say, I'm not sure I think anything yet. Let me check with the Holy Spirit and see what he says. And that's with everything. But my, my point here this morning is there is an authority that comes with the corporate body of Christ that right now says there's 210 million of us and more coming in every day. So our prayer is, is that we can align in the authority that God has given us as a body and not be divisive against one another, but have a Holy Spirit perspective that will bring forth the plans of God, the perfect will of God for our nation in 2024, because we each care the authority to be able to do that we care the authority to cover the coast we care the authority to cover the election and we have to rise up and say i'm going to be the one that follows the perspective the will of god in this whether i agree with him or not because i can change renew my mind toward what he has but he's not going to renew his mind toward what I want. He's just not. We've all tried, right? We've tried to get him to come our way sometimes. And he's like, you can go without me, but I'll still be here. But, you know, 
It's not going to end well for you. And this is critical for us, guys, because if we don't begin to come as one as a body, uh, we will see a greater division uh, than we saw in 2020. Because not only was the election a, a divisor, COVID was a divisor, crossing the street was a divisor. I mean, anything we did, we said, boo, I'm against you now, I'm gone. It, it became such a, a uh, systemic poison not only within just the United States and across the world, but within the body of Christ, we could not agree on anything. And if we didn't agree on it, then we were no longer friends. We were offended and we were leaving. And we've got to break that cycle. The enemy had victory over us during that season. We became brother against brother, sister against sister. Because we couldn't see a perspective from God. And we couldn't value someone else's voice. And that has got to be broken. It's got to be broken. Colossians 3. I'm going to end on this. That's a good word, right? Everybody loves talking about politics. Hurricanes, we can all agree on. Politics, we're going to learn to agree. Because we're going to have to learn to agree with God. We're going to learn to agree with God. So Ephesians, I mean, no, I didn't say that. Uh, Colossians 3.1. So if you were raised with Christ, who was raised with Christ? Come on. If I was raised with Christ, then I'm going to seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. We've got to seek that. We understand that that should be our perspective anyhow, but we're in a training mode, learning how that for his perspective to be a seamless perspective for us. Set your mind on things above, not things on the earth. That doesn't mean ignore what's going on. That means, Holy Spirit, you've got something for this. And that's what I want. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. And we could go on to remember what to talk about what we're not supposed to do. We're going to put to death all those things that tear us away. But as a corporate body, we have to say, I agree with the Holy Spirit's perspective. And as we say that, we know that when we declare it out of our mouth, it becomes real in our life. When we declare that the Holy Spirit's going to be the way I see things, Holy Spirit, whatever you see is what I want to see. And everything else that I disagree with you on is going to fall to the ground. Once it comes out of my mouth, then it becomes an ownership that I have of it. You know that where we declare is where we go, right? So that is our declaration is Lord. Let me see from your perspective. I really want only what you want, even though my flesh might want something else deep down inside. We only want what God wants because we know what he has is the very best that we could ever have. What I have is the very best on occasion. But what he has is the very best 100% of the time. Amen? Amen. Okay, let's stand. And we're just going to agree together that that's what we're going after.
Because when we agree, what happens? A greater unity is built. If, I, if we say we agree, that means that everyone in this room, everyone watching online, everyone who hears it, if they agree, that means that they're built into the unity of where we're going, right? Amen. So, you can repeat after me. I agree. I agree. I want the Holy Spirit perspective. I want the Holy Spirit perspective. My perspective needs to die. My perspective needs to die. So I can live by the Spirit. So I can live by the Spirit. In a seamless way. That will take my territory in Jesus name. Amen and amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.